Welcome back to Ball State Big Takes. This is episode 72. Steve Scott is not here, so he don't got a big take. Josh, opening take. Lay it on me, big fella. So I just tweeted it out. I think the Red Sox are going to encounter with an offer over $400 million, and I think they're going to sign him. Getting Mookie. Mookie. I won't yeah, Mookie. I don't even have to say his name. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, so I said 15 and 450 just because you think about the peak years, right? He probably wants the most amount of money for the peak years of when he's playing. So you just tack on those extra years and just space it out a little more. So I looked at it. I mean, there's going to be opt-outs in there anyways at some point, right? Exactly. At some point. So hey, man. I've been on board just giving him a blank check with the blank years for I don't know how long now, but I don't. I'm not as optimistic as you are, and we'll have plenty of Mookie talk today. Um, I want to say my big take to open things up here is I don't think Patrick Mahomes will throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I think the Chiefs will still win. Oh wow! That- that is pretty big. Yeah, I I think when we did our predictions a couple weeks ago, when we were in the championship series, I had the Chiefs and Niners, and here we go, and I had the Chiefs winning. And, uh, you know, I'll probably look stupid when Mahomes goes for, like, four touchdowns and 380 or something like that, but, you, you know, we're here for big takes. No, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a jet sweep, but he's going to toss it instead of him. Oh, that ball. stupid little Tyreek Hill <laughs> foot pass bullshit. Yeah, and that's going to be a passing touchdown. You're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, and that's going to be his only yeah. touchdown. It's going to come with like six minutes left in the game to put him up by 18 or something. Yep, that's how it's going to roll. Gilly, any, what do you got? Um, This is a take I've had for a little while, but it's it's super relevant right now. I think that uh, uh, Jeff Dowden of URI Basketball, I think he's going to maybe not necessarily make like a full-time like roster per se, but I think he's going to fight his way into being relevant through Summer League and maybe even a two-way contract next year in the NBA. Play at the next yeah. level. Oh. Dude, Dowden's so cool. Like it's It's crazy that he's a senior. Yeah, I mean he's had a he's had a touch and go year. Realistically, he's playing awesome right now. But I, even just like the intangibles in terms of like size, assisted turnover ratio, he's a good enough scorer. He's not a crazy good scorer, but I don't know how well he's going to shoot at the NBA level. But at the same time, a, a guy who's six five and who can manage like a game that's so valuable. Yeah, I agree. I was just gonna I was gonna say he's got that going for him. He's a he's a big point guard. He's Good defender, he can make his own shot, and like you said, he can manage a game well. So I, I, I'm about it. Yeah. No, he reminds me, actually, I remember when he was a freshman, I was like, man, this kid reminds me of Alfred Payton, because Alfred Payton was like very young <laughs> in the league at the time. So we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe he'll beat out Alfred Payton for a job. Remember, he fall. really only got an opportunity because Garrett went down. Yeah, yeah, he's a freshman, yeah. And yeah, it kind of it kind of just, it kinda just worked, so they stuck with it, and here he is. So he's scared off the bench. 
Yeah. Six man action. No. I'm about it. Uh, I think I tweeted this out the other day, but after uh, Rhodey beat Duquesne and clobbered him, I'm like, I'm that's it. I'm sucked in. I'm 100% sucked in. I'm going to be watching, I think, almost every game from here on out. They got VCU on Friday at home. They're playing George Mason right now. Pretty comfortable lead. Um, they're a bubble team. They're getting votes. I'm feeling good. If they beat VCU, then I think they're, they'll probably be very close to being in the top 25. Yeah, they'll be – it depends how those teams at the you know at the edge of the rankings play this week. But I agree. And VCU, I think last time I checked, they were taking care of business against Richmond tonight. Um, I'm going to double-check that. But, yeah, man, if, if they didn't lose that game to Brown, they'd be a little closer. Not that – Bad losses don't matter as much as good wins do anymore, but it's still, you know, it still stings that they lost to freaking Brown. At least it was away, so it doesn't hurt as bad, but still bad loss nonetheless. If they didn't lose to Brown, I think they'd be a little bit closer, but like you said, if they can beat VCU at home on Friday, I think they got a pretty close chance of getting into the ranked category after, you know, um kind of they were a weird team in non-conference play they didn't lose to anybody bad outside of brown and that was their last game and then they lost to richmond right away but they've won six straight about to be seven and i am i'm sucked on in consider me sucked (laughs) the alabama one is looking better and better too alabama's really looking good so that helps pc has stunk which does not help but not beating a team like west virginia that's what could or an lsu Exactly, those tight games where it's like, oh, that was well within reach, and they just couldn't finish. So that's, I don't know, that's what I'm fearful is going to hurt the most. Of like, oh, no, like, signature win per se, unless mm. they take one of Dayton. Because um, they still have to play at Dayton and at home against Dayton, so. I mean, Dayton is <clears throat> seven right now. Yeah, so that's disgusting. Yeah, huge. Yeah, if you could huge. split against Dayton, you're probably... You're feeling. You're, in the tournament, you're, you're feeling. Assuming, yeah, I was going to say. You're. Oh, I don't want to say lock because there's no such thing as a lock for an A10 at large. But you're feeling pretty good at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty-two, and that was okay. Okay game. No, they. It stinks because I'm a little worried that they. I feel like they need. They kind of need like one more guy. Kind of stinks that they had so many transfers. Yeah, they're pretty. Then, especially foul trouble, like you really can't go too deep into the bench. But I mean, Antoine Walker has been awesome. To I was watch. just gonna say that too. He's fun. And when this Nakai Long dude has gotten time, he's played pretty well. He, he don't need to play that much, but he played really well in the PC game. And he's show. I mean, he's young, freshman. But uh, yeah, depth is a concern. Usually is when you arise good. They don't really usually don't have much depth. Um, but hey. They're rolling. They're about to win seven straight. They're on my screen. They're up 15 at the under four almost. So feeling good. VCU on Friday. Chilling. Should be a, should be a fun game. It's on ESPN2 in case anybody cares. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Um, That'd be awesome. I can't wait. I'm excited to have a potentially top 25 team. And it's awesome too because PC is stinking it up so oh yeah all even though he, it would have been cool if pc actually played well in conference play but especially because the big east is pretty strong this year 
But what are you going to do? You can't play the yeah. games for them. Well, their wins aren't that... I, I thought Georgetown was good, to be honest, when they beat them initially, but Georgetown kind of sucks. Yeah, they, yeah. Yep, they stink. So, uh, I, I had a little bit of faith, to be honest, but... It is what it is. They, they actually had... A, they played Villanova pretty tough, though, but... I think they only lost by, like, four. Which is impressive, but... Then, yeah, that yeah, was kind of recent. Plays Villanova well at home. That was the Saturday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, sticking with basketball, obviously. Um, we haven't talked about it yet because it just happened, but the tragic, um, and we don't want to talk about this too much because it's uber depressing, but Kobe Bryant passing away out of nowhere was um, one of the most most shocking and truly like unbelievable things that probably came, that that's come across. Um, our timelines and pro- in our lives, I think. Um, you guys got any any takeaways about it? And like, obviously, um, Celtics fan, like you root against not not Josh, obviously, but um, as Celtics fans, you root against Kobe Bryant your entire your entire life, especially because us growing up, that was the age when like you cared about the NBA a lot. And that's when it was Kobe and the Celtics, like all throughout middle school and high school, it was Kobe and the Celtics. And you're rooting against him your entire career. On a short list, personally, of people that I was constantly rooting against in sports, I think like a top three would be in order. I'd I'd say like A-Rod, Kobe, and um, the Jets. You can't really put a person on the Jets or oh uh, Peyton. There you go, top three right there, and probably in that order. And it, I don't know. It's still kind of crazy to think about. You want to go, Gilly, or you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's kind of funny because at least I don't know. Being the age that I am, in terms of kind of like falling in love with basketball, honestly, God, like. It, a large part of it is because of Kobe. And and I know it's going to make me sound like a bad Celtics fan, but at the time when he came through, like talking like 2000, 2001, when he was on my radar at least, um, I was like, oh, man, this guy's really good. He's fun to watch. The Celtics stunk. And it was like, you know what I mean? Like oh, I, yeah. to embrace a guy like that. And my my dad, I think he was kind of like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> supporting the Lakers there. Um, but at the end of the day, Kobe was my first like basketball jersey that I uh, bought or had my parents buy for me. Other than that, it was just like hand-me-downs for my brother. Um, shout out Jason Kidd on the Mavs. But um, but yeah, so Kobe was my first in that sense. And I still, I don't know, I, I haven't decided if I want to write anything about it and post it on the blog yet. But I still, like to this day, remember being in Olympia Sports, haggling with my mom, like begging for her to buy the jersey. And it was $50. It was a Nike jersey. And it was just like unfathomably expensive to her and even to me. But I was like, I'll do anything like every Christmas gift, birthday gift, like I'll no allowance for a year. Like, I don't care. And uh, I ended up getting that jersey. But, um, but yeah, no. So that's what Kobe kind of draw me into the game as a whole. So I, I'll always appreciate that. And I, it's kind of funny because it almost didn't fade sort of towards those like 2010s era when he changed his number to 24 because. 
Celtics were good, and I kind of, I don't know, kind of stuck to the Boston roots a little bit there. So I still appreciated and like enjoyed Kobe as a the legend that he was, but not as like my like my favorite player that I was still supporting. So I'm sorry to Kobe for for not supporting the Lakers uh, in the 08 and 2010 finals, but I did what I had to do, and he at least he got actually he got back to back 09 and 2010. So he's just fine. But um, but yeah, no, that was crazy. It's tough, tough news cycle. I I hate surreal, like celebrity deaths these days. Twitter is just awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, Twitter Twitter is such a cancer for stuff. Like it's just this. not. Yeah, it's just not healthy for us as like people to digest things the way we have to. Or I, I don't even know if not that we have to, but it's just I don't know. I'm not gonna not look you at know, Twitter. And yeah, and like you want to like find out <clears> stuff like. When I saw that false report about, like, it was all of his kids, dude, that literally, like, shut me down. Like, and it yeah. was false. So I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, it is, it is such a cancer for news outlets. It, it makes people just feel things that they just shouldn't feel. And I don't know. <laughs> literally, same thing with felt. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally, I texted Sam Harden. I was like, if you see anything about, um, like, his kids, uh, like, being in the crash or not, like, can you let me know? Because I just, like, couldn't. I could, I don't know. It was just exhausting going through. Because what are we even looking for? You're looking at reporters and stuff like that, but but you don't. It's everyone <clears> that's <throat> posting stuff. You don't know who to trust. You don't know. Okay, this TMZ reporter is that legit? Like I don't know. Just right. Disaster. But um, but yeah. No, he's so young, and he had so much yeah. left. I know, and it's not like it. You know, not saying all, it was always better that you know all all four kids weren't in it. I mean, it's pretty tragic that his daughter had to die too you know what i mean like and those other people and their kids and like it was just such like a and i know people like have their opinions and you know facebook is also a cancer where people are saying oh well this happens to military people all all time all the time i don't want to get political about it but it's just like he was a global icon and it was a transcending moment i think in everybody's life you know what i mean it news like pop culture like whatever whatever it is it's just a transcending moment. Like, kind of like you, Gilly. Like, Kobe, was. it was the first jersey I had, too. I mean, and I wasn't a Celtics fan, so it was a little, well, growing up anyway. Like, it was, it was a little different for me, you know. Like, Kobe was literally, like, an idol. And, yeah, like, and actually, it's kind of funny. Like, it was kind of one of the first, Kobe, in general, was one of the first lessons I had about, like, <laughs> like, not like doing things right because like he you know he had obviously some negative stuff early in his career you know and my parents used that as a lesson but he was like he's trying to do right by it and you know he's trying to change his life and this is good you know so it's just weird like kobe for me like touched so many different factions and like i kind of learned a bunch of lessons from kobe you know growing up so and then just to see what he does, like, outside of his career, like, making kids' books and, you know, just getting back. Wow. Yeah, the near basketball. Yeah, like, I watched that today with my special <clears throat> kids because, you know, it's just, like, it's important. Like, the message that he had and the way he presented himself playing basketball and, like, how much effort he put into, like, making his dream come true. You know, it, it was just, like, he is, like, an awesome person to role like role model after and that i think that's why it's so tragic i mean i think i did at one point so if, if somebody decides to go back on facebook and 
shit on me because I said, oh, LeBron's better than Kobe. You know, I'm just a big LeBron James fan. But I feel the same way about LeBron. Like, if it was if this was LeBron, it would be, like, uh, again, like another transcending moment. But, you know, you can say what you want. Like, you, Oliver said, like, he rooted against, he rooted against him, you know, <laughs> for yeah. his whole career. You know, Entire it doesn't career. matter. <laughs> I never wanted matter. to see him win. But he, it, he, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter in the end. Like you respect the dude's career, and you know, kind of like Derek Jeter in baseball, man. Like, I don't really care for Derek Jeter. I don't care what he did for the against the Red Sox. I I hated every part of Derek Jeter when he played, but he was one of the greatest fucking baseball players ever. You know, and, and the same goes for Kobe Bryant. So that's just it. Well, I'm not going to agree with the Derek Jeter take there, but I am going to say. <laughs> but I think Steve would. Because Steve was saying something similar recently, too, where he's like, uh, that Jeter and Kobe remind him. So he'll be on your side for well, that, for sure. Well, I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, I get, I'm just like. I know, see, I know what you're people, talking about. Oliver, you're anti-Yankee. Like, yeah. you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, to me, um, Kobe's more like a Ken Griffey. Um, as I, I, you can't compare players. Kobe was a, an absolute different breed. He was a, a freak of nature. He, like you said, the way he, his work ethic, his mentality—it's the Mamba mentality. It's—I uh, don't know if you guys listened to um, part of my take this week, but they had a really good episode. They played um, Big Cat's interview with Kobe that he did with A Rod, yes. and um, it was great. What sticks out to me is, um, <coughs> in, specifically, is Kobe saying. If I am not, if I didn't make a bigger, if I don't make a bigger impact in my next twenty years than my last twenty years, then I have failed. That to me is like he's like we said, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time, and now he wants to go out in his next twenty years and make a bigger impact to the world. And if he doesn't, he's going to look at himself as a failure. That's crazy. He's retired. He doesn't need to do any of this stuff. But what does he do? He's still in the gym, five a.m. every day. He's taking helicopter rides back and forth from uh, from his house to the gym to work out, back to his house to take his daughter to the bus stop, to take her to school, to fly back to coach. He's the dude was just an he was an anomaly, and it really it he was a great dad. Yeah, he's got some controversial history, um, but that doesn't it doesn't I. To me, it doesn't, it doesn't make or break anybody. Really. It doesn't. Like, he's done twenty plus years of phenomenal work to overcome something like that, and I think it shows that he was a great, great father, a great mentor. He was showed he was a great coach. He was a great advocate for the WNBA. For crying out loud, the dude was just mm-hmm. an unreal, an unreal uh, motivation in its. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the more tragic things that has ever happened that I can remember. Um I tweeted out saying the only other things that really came to my mind was like when Jose Fernandez died, I remembered where I was there. Are they on the same mm-hmm. level? Absolutely not. No. Uh, as far as um you know, just the sports world. But I remember where I was when I found out Jose Fernandez died. I remember where I I'll always remember where I was when I found out Kobe died. Now Roy Halladay mm-hmm. is another one. Um 
that tragically passed away. Um, yeah. We weren't alive for it, but Roberto Clemente also is up there. There's there's definitely names out there from the sports world that have these tragic passings. But Dale Earnhardt. I, Dale Earnhardt in the middle of a race, exactly. Um, Thurman Munson's another big one. Yeah. Especially yeah. Like that was a plane playing. crash, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was like while he was still playing. like He was like 32, I think. 31 or 32. Crazy. Yeah, so in, with all that being said, I don't think it's any question that Kobe tops the list of this. And he's he's never going to be, obviously, he's never going to be forgotten in any aspect of basketball and in, and in life in general. Um, yeah. It sucks. Top I, 10 player of all time, realistically. Yeah, I, um, like that, that is what's unheard of in terms of someone dying that young at that, that level, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're lucky. I, I like, I like the word that you used, Oliver. Like he's an advocate. Like I, I don't know if you guys have seen like, but he was an advocate for like all types of different sports too. So like you know, he, him and his daughter, his youngest daughters were playing like soccer. So he'd go and like bring his daughters to U.S. women's soccer games and show them like what it takes to be at that level. And he is like you know seen you know in an interview saying like. These women, like, they deserve to be paid more. They're just as an uh, as an idol as I am, you know, to other people. Little girls look up to them. And, like, he was a big, like, advocate for stuff like that. Or, like, sports in just in general. Like, he was all over the place putting his hand in multiple baskets to help people out. Like, it didn't matter, like, if it was coaching, if it was, like, just a, like, business outlook or just showing people something different, look at it a different way. And that's what I liked about him too. Well, the cool thing too, is like, he didn't, he didn't take the easy way out. He made it his own in terms of post-retirement. He could have just taken a cushy job work for ESPN or doesn't even matter in terms of whatever network and just be a talking head and just coast and just be your Kobe Bryant. You can say whatever you want. You can be on a show every, every, you know what I mean? Like NBA and TNT type show of some sort. Yeah. Um, he's an entrepreneur or a commentator, but he does he didn't want to do that though at all. It's like he wanted it on his terms. He did the show with ESPN detail, but again, it was like literally like to what his um, like preference would be, which is looking at film and just like really diving into it, not trying to be this like flashy thing that he's not. It's like no, he's about putting in the work. And like with Jason Tatum, that was although people joked that that was sabotage because Jason Tatum had a rough sophomore season. That's a good example of really diving into like a young player and seeing what they're capable of. So it's pretty cool to, I don't know, he, he just stayed true to himself like throughout it all, which is awesome. Because even as a teammate, like I don't know, he, all these stories and whatnot, Kobe, he didn't even pretend to be like a great teammate per se. You know what I mean? Like he was a competitor. He He wanted to win more than anything. And if you're aligned with that, then perfect. But if not, he tried to get you to get to that level. And he challenged others. Like hearing stories about him doing like the uh, um, playing one on one and like playing to one hundred with like guys. Yeah, absurd. Can you imagine doing ninety nine and a hundred? Yeah, back in high school, like (laughs) that's crazy. See, another thing going off of that was something that I remember is um, he said, "If you're not working harder in practice than you are in the game, then you're not doing it right." 
Yeah, so the games are easier. Exactly. Yeah. That was a big Phil Jackson Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it certainly was. And that's exactly <laughs> how Kobe goes about or, you know, that's exactly how he went about his life and went about how he did things is 110%, no matter what he's doing, he's going above and beyond what you're doing. If you hit 99 free throws in a row, he's going to hit 100 in a row just to – and and another thing that kind of tells you about how much he just wanted to win, all he cared about was just winning. In that in that interview, he said they were like uh, Big Cat was like, "Is there a triple team that you wouldn't shoot over?" And he goes, "Well, it depends who's, who I'm passing it to. If I'm passing it to Derek Fisher, sure, I'm gonna kick it out. But if I'm passing it to some other dude, Smush? hell yeah, oh. Smush. There you go. Hell no, I'm gonna take a fade away over the triple team. Are you serious? It's like it's." And that goes about to the teammate thing you were saying, Mike, is he 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 knows the best opportunity to win, and he's going to do that. If it's shooting over a triple team because he has a better chance of making that than someone that he kicks it out to, then he's going to do it. And he worked his ass off to do it. And you could just tell that we haven't talked about it too much, but Shaj mentioned it, that his, his daughter passed away and seven other people were in that helicopter as well. Um, a Cape Cod coaching legend, by the way. Um, mm. That we we got to learn about it a little bit. I, I honestly didn't know who he was, but he's a big part of a lot of people's games nowadays. But um, his daughter had that same mentality. You could see it. You could just see it in the way she played, in the way she worked, and the way they talked to each other. It's yeah. It's that that again. On top of that, makes it one of the more tragic it's, events. Yeah. Heart heavy. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the only other thing I'll say is, like, you know, I kind of look for all those, like, weird, like, quirky things that either happen, like, right before or right after shit like this happens. So, like, you know, right before Saturday, literally Saturday, LeBron playing in Philadelphia where Kobe grew up, passes Kobe on the all-time list. It's, like, that's that's crazy. And then the night after... Actually, no, the night of, you know, Trey Young, like, wears number eight, drops 45, and a double-double, and the last fucking person to do that was Kobe Bryant on December 17th, 2006. Like, that's, what the hell? His stat line was creepy. Did you see that? Did you see his stat line? Four shots, I didn't see too, the whole he? He, stat took, line. he took 24 24. shots. <laughs> He shot. He shot eighty-one percent from the free throw line, and he had that statistic. God. That that line is like forty-five point double double or something with under twenty-five minutes or something like that. Last yeah. person to do that was Kobe, while yeah. wearing number eight. Like yeah, what? The? It's creepy, dude. It's what? it's just those sports. It's D Gordon hitting a home run at, in the first at bat. It's those sports things. I know that you yeah, just you is. can't make up, and it's it's just too surreal. It's I think. That yeah. was the last time I ever got like real chills seeing D Gordon hit that fucking home run mm-hmm. on the first pit. That was that Just was crying crazy. through like what running the bases too. That was our dude. Favorite. I cried. I absolutely cried. I no, I don't know, but just watching seeing, the game, seeing him in the game though, like literally oh. running through the base paths, like tearing up and shit and crying. Like that's all. I don't know. I just I yeah. I kind I mean, and I totally under, this is another topic, but sorry, but I, and I totally understand canceling the game tonight. Like those two teams need time for the guys that have been there or even like superstars like LeBron were so close to Kobe, like totally canceling the game. 
I, you know, but I was like looking kind of forward to tonight. Like I can't wait to see what, I mean, it's kind of selfish to say, I can't wait to see what this unlocks for the Lakers because it's a wicked talented basketball team and they're rolling and dude, this is just, they might win it all. This might want to be yeah, one of those things. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This might be one of those things, those sports stories like the 2013 socks and, you know, the Yankees in 2001 and like it's just one of those things they're going to go win it all now because something drastic happened you know I'm honestly to go back to the canceling the game thing I'm still shocked that the teams played on Sunday I think some teams wanted to not I think I don't think anybody wanted to do you like I know I saw most of those tweets that you know they were considering canceling all the games and I would have. I mean, if I was on Silver, like, I don't know. Was the France game that day, though? I don't remember. No, the France game was, I think, a, the night before or two nights before, I think. So maybe, Friday night or Saturday night, to be honest. But, I mean, I think the logistics behind canceling and rescheduling a game for all those different matchups would have been, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Probably I don't would have know been what that would look like. Yeah, yeah, but I, and I I agree though in the sense of like okay figure it out after yeah the exactly visit. exactly. But, Are they doing that mid season playoff thing? Is that this year? No, no, they're it's, it's not even. Oh, it's not. They even keep talking about it. Yeah, they keep talking about it as if it is happening, but there's no real confirmation that it's happening. You know what I mean? In terms of, yeah. I don't know. I I've heard like things from like executives, like in terms of like leaked out or whatever, um, from like anonymous executives say. And it's like that was like dead in the water, and so they just think that um, it's just kind of being pushed by the league office to to take away attention from the fact that NBA ratings are down. Mm. I At just least didn't like know, as right? a, a month ago. Yeah, no, I, I, they make it sound like it was like close to happening, but it, my understanding is it's not even. They haven't voted on it. There's really nothing going on right now. So we could bit of like taking the day and just rescheduled the games like a you know a day before playoffs or whatever you know what i mean like they could have done something that's all like i would have i don't know yeah no, i mean realistically I they could have made games. it work somehow but because it didn't yeah but then again uh, then we got our trey on game yeah you know it's that maybe it was just meant to be you know yeah. like and that's what i was saying you know it's just crazy how like shit like that unfold it's is wild. I always look for something like that, you know, afterwards. And there, there it was. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, too, because even, like, the literally the week before, so in my job at work, it's like I'm in charge of, like, a, like a sales territory. I had mm. Western Pennsylvania, and I literally, the start of 2020, essentially, I added Eastern Pennsylvania, which includes Philadelphia, and just by literally happenstance, last week, I did, like, a drew up like a service contract and stuff for lower marion high school the high school he went get to. the hell out just That's like crazy. what isn't that like i don't know I, I get goosebumps thinking about that and obviously it's like okay what does that actually mean but it's just like i don't know what, what's the coincidence there like the just eerie yeah. to think about but yeah no it's a, definitely crazy kobe bryant gymnasium at lower marion high school yeah i hope i feel like the the nba is gonna name something after i don't know what it is in terms of i've heard a lot of people especially people on twitter go wild over 
something like that where it's like, oh, change the logo. You know what I mean? Like it, all I these actually are... love that idea because yeah. he might just be the guy. If it's not like Jordan or, you know, you got to think about the people that literally transcended the game. I mean, Jerry West at the time definitely did and was an icon in the sport of his time when everything he was, still is. You know, He's the one who's, he's the guy who drafted Kobe. I, I, and I know that, you know, but times change. And I think I agree with putting somebody like Kobe, at, you know, his silhouette on the logo. I, I love the idea. I really do. They have, I, I personally think they have to do something for him. If it's not like an award or, you know, something, it, there has to be something. It's just, he's yeah. really important. And I, I would think the same thing when, you know, Magic dies or like, you know, Michael dies. Like, uh, obviously, Michael Jordan's going to have something. It's but, tough, though, because then how do you, I mean, I don't know. It's just not feasible, though, you know what I mean? To like keep doing stuff like that, right? Unless it's like well, those teams it's specifically. It's years at a time, though. You know, it happened in something changed in football recently, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, Oh, I forgot whose award it was. Or they just create a new award, you know? Maybe, you know, I'm just saying. I just would like yeah. to see something. No, I agree. It, I mean, general. the things that I've heard, so, like, the logo is one of them, which I, personally, I think the the logo might be uh, not drastic, but sort of, I don't know, in my opinion. Um, but then yeah. I also heard renaming, like, the Staples Center. That obviously has a lot of money involved, so I don't know how, but at the same time, one of those could things be like Kobe Bryant. That. It could be good press. Kobe or Bryant Court at the Staples Center. You know, they could just true. name the court after him. Yeah. And then that's, no, that's as simple as that, you know, like. Yeah. Or um, the NBA All-Star Game MVP. That was another one that was tossed around that I heard. Yeah. Which would be because I think he's got the – he's tied in terms of most 18. All-Star Game MVPs. Oh, he's been in the All-Star Game 18 times. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's been the MVP two or three times. Anymore. But um, I don't know. Just interesting. Something to think about. Because mm. I, I do think they'll do something. I just don't know what it is. But do you guys think they should, like, the whole NBA should retire 24 or, or even I, to 8? I think it's a classy move. <laughs> yeah, no, I do too. I think it's a classy move by Mark Cuban. But retiring it around the league, I don't know. I think it'll um, be more like, like an unspoken thing. Like, I don't think you're going to see too many new people wear eight or twenty-four, if any. Right, right. Guys, maybe there's like Spencer Dinwiddie and Terrence Ross. Yeah, I was going to say I saw Terrence Ross changed his number. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if the league retired them, but I would not be surprised to see players stop wearing them because I think. You've you've heard how many players in the NBA are like, I started playing basketball oh, yeah. because of Kobe. That's it. Yeah, they have the. It's a lot. Like you mentioned, Jason Tatum. It's Jason Tatum's. Kobe was his idol. That's mm. why he started playing basketball. And Jason Tatum is not alone in that category. There are dozens, probably hundreds, of college, definitely college and. NBA players right now that play basketball because they fell in love with Kobe. So I'd be pretty surprised if 
players, at least new, especially new players coming into the league wearing those numbers. I mean that. I mean, if we do end up seeing that, though, that is kind of the trend that would, you know, like I think, like I don't know what's retired. I I personally don't know what's retired in like the Celtics and like Bulls oh, or like. I, I know that. So, like, I don't know what's already retired. No idea. Like, they could always, like, color pattern it purple and yellow up in the garden and make it different than everything else. But, you know, me personally, like, I could see the Celtics doing it if 24 is not retired, if eight's not retired because he did so much against them. Or, like, you know, it was just, you know, a piece of the Celtics history and, and Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, teams like that or the Clippers or – you know, teams that, like, he had a hand in, you know, putting down or just had historic moments against. Like, teams like that definitely being like, hey, yeah, we're retiring Kobe's number because of this piece of history that, you know, he had against us or blah, blah, blah. Are you sure 24 is retired for the Celtics? I think it's either Tommy Heinsohn or Sam Jones. Um, I I have no idea. I wonder if Campbell will change his number. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Who? Campbell. Campbell. He's rocking eight. Mm. I think I think, I think people will be tentative. Team. Celtics are a mess in terms of retired numbers, by the way. That's why anytime yeah. they get like a new player in the middle of the season, they're like, we're in 96 or something stupid. <laughs> I mean, I think every basketball fan I mean, at least I was I was a big basketball fan in like middle school and high school. I kind of stopped watching after that, but um, you know, people separate Kobe. It's unfortunate, but they do. They separate Kobe's career into two. It's like, hey, Kobe, Kobe eight, hey, Kobe twenty four. Um, I think people will be more likely to to retire twenty four, just because it's a change in the type of man, as well. You know what I mean? And you see the tail end of Kobe's career and he never stopped. And, you know, you always remember how somebody finishes sometimes, not how they begin. You know, you learn how they begin and, you know, you remember how they finish. So, um, you know, retiring 24, I think, would be the move. You know, so Kemba Kemba wearing eight. Yeah, Kemba wearing eight, you know, if they retire Kobe's number, I don't think, you know, he'll – he might think about it, you know, because I'm sure he he will. Like, hey, I'm wearing eight right now, just like Trey Trey Young, like we're wearing eight. Um, I think 24 will be the memory. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. yeah, I hear that. I like that um, logic. Uh, so we really only have one or two more things to touch on before we wrap it up, um, and. First things first. I well, I guess we're in second thing second. Um, I don't personally. I don't have a dog in the fight in the Super Bowl. I'm just gonna go and watch it stress free. I don't know if you guys have any strong, uh, you know, strong opinions about this, but um, I don't give a shit who wins. I don't really know who I think is gonna win. Um, I lean Chiefs because they have the better quarterback, uh, but. I don't know. Who knows? It could be a whole Panthers and fucking Broncos thing where, I don't know, it's just, I, I, I just hope it's a good game at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to, you go, Josh, sorry. 
No, I mean, I was just going to say I'm taking I'm taking the over all day. <laughs> um, and, you know, the last couple of Super Bowls have been kind of low, or at least definitely last year. Definitely um, last year. Definitely last year. So it's very underwhelming. Um, I enjoyed the, it. The line, <laughs> the line's at um, 52-5, and I'm taking over. I could definitely see teams – both teams scoring at least over 24, which, you know, both would be 48. But, you know, that's just one score away, basically, from putting that number way over. So I'll take that over. I think that it's two high-powered offenses and two great potential defenses. Like, I don't think the defenses are solid enough to just call, like, dominant you know what I mean? I think there's just high potential. I think the Niners' defense is pretty dominant, but think, like you I, said, I don't know. The, I, the I think defensive offense line is, is dominant. Yeah, but the secondary against a, a, a Chiefs high-powered receiving core, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting because the 49ers play a lot of zone, and are yeah. how, are you going to get away with that against fucking Pat? Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins no. and Michael Hardman and like the like you said, super high powered offense. They do it in different ways. The Niners are going to run until you stop them, and mm-hmm. then if they you stop them, they've got weapons. You know, Jimmy G's a good quarterback. Is he elite? No, but he's not bad, and he's a good quarterback. George Kittle, I think, is the best tight end in the league. Followed closely by Travis Kelsey, um, it, and and the Chiefs have a solid defense. I mean, they've yeah. been playing better and better as the year goes on. So it should be. I'm you know they're both teams are in the Super Bowl for a reason because they're both really goddamn good. So hopefully it's just a good game. Yep, that's kind of my take on that. I hope it's a good game. Yeah, cool. All right, we all seem to be on the same page about that. That's rare. Um, I just want both teams to have fun. Yeah, let's just go out well, and have fun, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, let's just go have fun. I do okay. I do want the Niners, though. I do. I'm okay. taking the Niners. Uh, I'm rooting. I am rooting for the Niners. I probably will, too. Yeah, I kind of I lean with Oliver, too. Especially, it's like, I don't know, a while ago. I think each of us were saying Chiefs 49ers, so. And with the Chiefs mm. picking them to, to win, so I think I'm going to stick with that from my head. Like, okay. I think that will happen, but at the same time, I think I want the 49ers. However, Patriots fan perspective, I'm a little, I shouldn't say concerned, because whatever, who cares about what I feel, but um, about, like, uh, the backlash or the media to be like, oh, Jimmy G wins a Super Bowl with the 49ers. Just stupid this talking could have heads. been the Patriots. Yeah. Exactly, where it's like, would the Patriots be back for another dynasty if they had just held on to Jimmy G? It's like all that stuff that would be exhausting, and I, I feel like it is a safe bet that that some degree of that would happen. But um, but yeah, I think it's just Pat Mahomes is here. That's my biggest thing. Yep. I yeah, uh, it's gonna if the 49ers win, and if, even if Garoppolo plays like just above average game, maybe say like two seventy with a, a couple TDs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's got to throw the ball more than eight times. But, yeah, I yeah, I think we're going to get that either way for the next <laughs> couple of years as long as the 49ers stay good. We're going to hear that as long as the 49ers are good, Yeah, I think, unfortunately, which is obnoxious and annoying. But, anyways, um, on to bigger and better things. Mookie Betts talks have been 
circulating the past few days, especially, and especially today, um, there was a report saying the Red Sox offered Mookie Betts 10 years, 300, which is a clear low ball in my eyes anyway, and obviously in Mookie Betts' eyes too, because his camp came back and said, all right, give me 12 and 420, which I think is over over market value, but I said at the beginning of the episode, and I still believe it, yeah, sure, give him the money. I don't care. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, the last four or five years or whatever, he's not going to be as good. No shit, but if you want the good years, you have to pay for it. In my eyes, you're not going to get another Mookie Betts probably ever. These players don't come around. They don't just come up out of the farm system and grow on trees. You're not going to find another Mookie Betts at least any time in the next 10 to 20 years. Sorry, but it's not going to happen. You, 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 all you do is look for a player of Mookie Betts' caliber, and he gave you what he wants I say just give it to him. It's not going to happen. They're going to end up trading him. It's going to suck. He's going to cash in in the offseason, and then he's going to go make history with some team that wins 83 games every year. But the Red Sox, just just sign him. They should just extend him for whatever so you, he wants. There is no, no amount of money that you would say, oh, actually, you know what? Probably not. No, I mean, like, unless, like, I don't, like, I, 12 and 420 is a lot, and I'm not saying that I think he's worth it. I, the worth that money. What I'm saying is, I think if you want to keep Mookie Betts, you're going to need to pay more than what he's worth. And I'm fine with that because he's Mookie Betts. He's a generational player, especially that you home grew. Like, this guy came up from your system. How often does that happen? When was the last time this happened? Probably Ted Williams, Carl Yastrzemski, maybe. But probably Carl Yastrzemski, actually. Uh, but I just... It, it bothers me, these people that don't want Mookie Betts around. Like, I just don't get it. And I don't think I'll understand it, because, like, Cushman's leading the charge on it, and I just don't get why he wants to... He's, like, forcing Mookie Betts out of town. I don't get why these Twitter accounts say Mookie Betts turned down 10 years, $300 million, he doesn't want to be here. I don't think that's the case because I think that's... I think he's a far better player than Manny Machado who got 10 years and $300 million. <laughs> I know. Right? On the open market. Oh, my God. And if you extend him, you have to overpay what he's worth on the open market anyway because he wouldn't sign... He wouldn't extend... If he felt like he, no, I don't agree with that. Like you know, you don't overpay before they get in the open market to an extent. To, point of... to extend somebody, you kind of have to give them more than probably what he would get on the open market, though, or else there's no reason for him to really stay. Does that make I mean, sense? At least you have to make him think about it. I mean, then you look at other guys, or it's just like acting against their own not against their own interests. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's the years that's the big thing in terms of, like, the, the safety that's going to come with that. I don't know. I don't know what the open market looks like him in terms of his free agency at this point, to be honest. I don't... I feel like 400 is in play. But even that, like, if Harper and Machado didn't get that... I don't think I he'll don't get know. 400. But he's better. He is better than Harper. 
He's also two years older than they were, though, when they were free right. agents. Or one, I, it'll I be Harper that. got twelve. It'll be right? two years. You got Harper got twelve, or is it thirteen? Thirteen. Because I said right? I might have a ten-year-old with <laughs> with no opt-outs. <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah. want any opt-outs. Which right. is my kid's gonna be mimicking Bryce Harper's swing in right. Major League Baseball. So like so. three thirty, thirteen years. Uh, I think he's gonna end up in the. Um, I don't think he'll get to four quite four hundred. I think he'll end up, and I know this is like a year in advance because he's we're not gonna find out till next year. But I think he'll end up. I think he'll get uh, what he's going to be twenty eight, twenty nine. He's he'll be twenty eight next October. Right. Okay. So it'll be you know it'll be in his age twenty eight season. Yeah. He'll be a free agent. So he'll get ten years at minimum. I think, and I think he'll get around, um, probably in that three seventy to three eighty range. As of I right now. Say... I was literally going to say, would you give him 11 and 380? Yeah. I know it's kind of a weird number, but 11 and 380, I mean, you kind of, you cut down a year, you cut down 40 million. I mean, like make both parties happy. Why not make an offer like that? I mean, that's, if baseball is just going to go up and up and up anyway, like you, you put the number up there. He's one of the generational players. Like you said, set the tone for the next five, six years worth of young guys, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's how I feel, too. I, I'd pay the man. Pay him. I just wouldn't go 10 and 500. That's what he initially wanted. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, he was You're like, I don't want to be the first. The, yeah, I think that's a good benchmark, Gilly, is I don't think you go past what Trout's annual <laughs> annual uh, average is. This has been doing longer and being realistically better. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, I hate to say it because a Red Sox fan, but the same end of the day, you kind of have to. It also took a hometown discount, that. though. Sounds like he wanted to stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was surprised to be honest. I always thought that he would leave and become a Philly to go back. Uh, home, no kidding. But... I know. That's where his market yeah. would be too. Like, he'd, he'd make tons of money, extra money, going back to Philly. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's a weird guy, though, in terms of, like, pretty low-key. I feel like he doesn't, I don't know, you know what I mean? doesn't really need to be in, like, a big city. Obviously, Angels are in a relatively big market, but the, the climate over there is much different than it would be in Philly or New York or even Boston. Mm. So, but, no, to, in terms of the Mookie stuff, though, I think that at this point, Hearing what we have heard on like the re- possible trade packages for him, I have no desire to trade Mookie, and it's like no I just want to like live or die by his free agency slash go as long as he can in terms of making offers and trying to work with his people to to get something that works that isn't that is within reason I guess. Um, but at that point, like I don't know, I just don't see how it's worth it to say, all right, you know what, let's trade him, eliminate all this negotiation time. And even just like remove the chance of us bringing him back in free agency, um, all for Manny Margot, Joey Lucchese, um, and like a couple other top ten. What, what's his name? Prospects. Their their catcher. That's the guy that they want. Kumpin Sernanero or whatever his name is. Yeah, dude. yeah, if we're if a catcher, a catching prospect mm-hmm. is the centerpiece of a Mookie trade, that's just like 
That makes me it's sad. Awful. I just would rather. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. Like, I want Mackenzie Gore if we're going to the Padres. Like, yeah, that's I it. Would, like, face of the fucking franchise. This is what you're getting. Like, we... I mean, because, you, honestly, you're taking a fucking risk getting one of these prospects. It takes one bad thing to happen, and the entire development is shot, or their chances are shot. So give me Mackenzie Gore. We'll make him the. We'll make him what we can, and hope to God nothing happens to him before he gets to the big leagues, because anything can happen. And that's how. And then on. And then on the Padres are holding out because I know, right? Seriously. And then on the the Dodgers end, the name being thrown is Verdugo, which is you know, good ball player, right? Like. Kind of intriguing. Yeah. Had a, he's a Clint Fraser of the Dodgers, right? Like that's a good comp. He's like, he's twenty three. He's got five years of control left. He could be a pretty nice. He's basically just like Ben Intendi, isn't he? If if we're lucky, that's what he comes out to if be. If we're lucky, so probably more pop than Ben Intendi, though, right? Probably, yeah, because Ben Intendi will not have a very good year, and we all know but that. not as good of a defender. Probably not as much speed, but right. Um, but it's so nothing excites me. Even like Mackenzie Gore maybe excites me, but for Mookie Betts, I still don't know. Like, okay, I guess, but it's Mookie Betts, so <laughs> we've yeah. been down. The I don't road. think they would do that, unfortunately, right? Because it's like they're Padres. Realistically, they'll probably be in the mix next year if they if we don't move him or if we move him somewhere else, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not getting Mackenzie Gore. I don't think, I don't think there's yeah, like any if chance. They're, they feel confident that they might be able to sign him next year anyway. Then it's like, I think the, uh, you know, I think the only chance awesome that. that they, that, that yeah, would happen is if people just kept upping offers and they're just taking an offer after offer after offer, which is not happening. So it's not like, they're getting an offer from the Dodgers and saying, okay, Padres, what do you got? You adding Gore now? You are? Okay, hey, Dodgers, are you going to add Gavin Lux now? What's going on? Huh? Huh? <laughs> How are we doing? That's not happening. It's Verdugo and some some other schlub and schlub one and fuckboy three. And then over in San Diego, it's fucking Will goddamn Myers and Manny fucking Margot, who we traded away in the first place. And hey, fucking Luis Compensano I, and the fucking yeah, Compalupi Dop. Manny Margot cannot play. <laughs> Manny, hey, Manny Margot still, uh, is just oh, fucking is, no, Manny Margot is just JBJ that's all he is right like he's a good he's a very good defensive center fielder we have one of those remember oh, I'm not complaining about JBJ all I'm saying is I never wanted to get rid of Manny Margot well he got you a Hall of Fame closer is that okay <laughs> no because he Stop. didn't stay here long term he was there for we four years okay he should have finished up his fucking career him. here. Yeah, well, well if the Red Sox fault. fucking gave him money, then he probably would have, but they didn't pay him. Well, well I'm just saying. Whose fault is that? I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Manny Margot is not worth getting pissed over losing Kerry Kimball after three full seasons. Whatever. We've made a little <laughs> trades with the Padres. <laughs> just crazy. Didn't Drew Pomeranz. Wait. Drew Pomeranz? Drew Espinosa? I just... I don't like you said, Gilly. I think you you kind of touched my emotions. Like literally, I just I want to ride or die. And yeah. like he's in a contract year. It's not like he's not going to play ball. You know what I mean? Like let's get the most out of him. Let's let's just emotionally 
try to detach from him this year, watch him do great, see if we can win a fucking championship, and that's it. If he goes, he goes, and then we'll all be at peace because we know, like, this could be the year 1,000%. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Dude, honestly, too, anyway. it's just, like, the timing of it at this point. I'm like, I don't want it to happen because I, I don't know about you guys, but I see all these transactions that have happened, and it's like, all right, if the Red Sox were actually trading Moki and still wanted to, like, compete slash, like, literally be competitive this year – even they if they wanted to go under the luxury tax, they would have done something. Exactly. Yeah. Whether that be, all right, like, you know what, final offers for Mookie, we're going to trade him so we know it's going to happen, and then be in play for, like, Marcelo Zuna or, or um, Sterling Marte. Sterling Marte. Yeah, Sterling Marte. Like, nothing. 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 I mean, I don't really, I'm not a big Sterling Marte guy, but I, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, that. Just a corner outfield. Two, like, like single-A prospects, too. Yeah. I don't know. That was just insane to me, and I, maybe that's maybe that would never happen. Maybe it's unrealistic because of uh, the Pirates are also um, a Ben Sherrington. Mm. Sherrington's at the helm there. Do you guys remember that? I kind of forgot about that. To be in honest, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I did forget about that. But do you I see that their payroll is at like, like you know forty million? Months. Yeah, is that was that after the trade or before the trade? After the Marte trade. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Pittsburgh Pirates payroll is at just forty-three million. Dollars. That's just disgusting. That, yeah, I feel bad. Insane. Tickets are going to be like four dollars to go to a beautiful ballpark, though. Maybe we'll take a I trip. I know. I do want to go to that ballpark. I do too. I the Red Sox play there this year, by the way. Oh, that would be cool. Just saying. Mm-hmm. All right. I need to look at their schedule. Guess. Wait, real quick. Yep. It's not that hard. Guess the top three um, salaries for the the Pirates. Okay. Coming into this year. Uh, Chris Archer. Okay, yep. Tyone. No. Okay. Um, Josh Bell. Yes, he's number three. Now you're just missing number two. <sighs> Archer was one. Um, who the fuck is even on their team? Uh, I was going to say Felipe Vasquez, but he's a fucking sicko and not on the team anymore, right? Correct. Okay. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. Um... Uh... Let's see. Who Do they have any other pitchers? Oh, no, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Williams? No, he is fifth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Behind who's... Keon Kella. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, is it Jung Ho Kang? No. Fuck. I, I thought I had that. He's gone. Yeah, he is. I thought I had that. God no, damn. Uh, I think offense. Um, he's back. Pretty pretty good player. Polanco. Polanco, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's been. Yeah, I draft I him every year, then drop mind. him in. I, I, I literally draft him in fantasy every year, and then drop him in the first week, because I'm like, I don't want this fucking guy. I always love Polanco. Gregory Polanco only had 150. He only played in 42 games last year. Yeah, he got hurt. He had a pretty bad Damn, injury. what a bum. He's still young. He's Actually, he's 28. Holy crap. Never mind. I thought he was younger than that. Steve and I used to have our differing opinions on um, when they both came up like 2014-ish. Um, Oscar Tavares, he was on his side, and I was on Gregory Polanco's. And... And yeah, so R.I.P. another 
That's their home one gone way too early. Mm-hmm. He was like, what, 21, 22 age? 21, yeah, I think Crazy. so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's your, your Pirates content for today. <laughs> we'll be back with more next week. <laughs> Just as the people commanded. Uh, yeah, so that's about all I've got on the table today. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to get off your chest here? Excited for baseball? Um, yeah, I I do. I got one thing that fucking grinded my gears. Yes. Um. So, TikTok, fucking young ass generation kids with the Kobe shit, cut the shit because I almost broke my phone in half. Like the other day, literally, like just like there was one like group of three guys that like. I don't know. It was like, you know how in TikTok they throw the little fucking uh, words up, the little blurbs? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? They're like, oh, pilot, Kobe, Gianna, and they fucking simulate a plane, like a plane shaking. Yeah. I literally, I literally wanted to fucking throw my phone and like, or just my hand goes right through the fucking screen, right into this kid's face. Like I, I, I haven't felt more anger in my life. Almost, it was just so frustrating that people Good. resort to trying to fucking make funny a day after some shit like that. So, yeah, just grinds my gears. Fuck TikTok yeah. and those young ass, stupid ass kids. Dude, okay. kids these days they don't. Think, think about this. I was I was talking for a while with Sam Hardiman, friend of the program, Sosa, um, for those listening at home still, um, about like just like the way that media works in terms of even just like social media with something like that of what happened with Kobe, and it's crazy because it's just like think about how different that was from like when you were in middle school and how you would digest that, and it's like you didn't even have the forum to be able to do that. Like maybe you'd talk to people on AIM or like put that in your bio maybe that was like your big way to express yourself like of like oh, okay that like, this is really sad and then you'll see people in school and talk about it and stuff but it's like people just had at their fingertips their whole right. network of friends and peripheral friends and kids kids that are young are just like it's crazy on social media where it's just like anyone they know is like add 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 so they all have like right. two thousand followers or something stupid and it's like then you're just trying to get attention with stuff like that yeah. and it's sad because it's like you know they're not processing it and it's like i don't know it's just a sad world in, in that sense to, to like propel kids acting that way because it's and they probably got what they wanted maybe they got some flack and a little bit of hate but at the end of the day they probably got a ton of interactions and all this stuff that they're just like eh, okay maybe it was messed up to do but whatever what's what, what's gonna happen it's the internet you i can do whatever it. you want i did it so what are you gonna do about it exactly you know, so that's it's like unfortunately one of our one of our, this person I work with, I should say, I won't say who it is, but a person I work with literally put it into a perspective where she said, we're going into an age of emotional automation, right? So the kids literally don't even understand their emotions and they're just acting. They're, whatever, whatever comes to their mind, doesn't matter. They're just going to do, say, whatever. And it's gonna like it's gonna hurt that generation of kids. Like they're gonna be put into some shit and realizations, and it's gonna be bad. Yeah, it's like act so. first and then think about it afterwards. And even something yeah. like that, it's like that's such a drastic thing to happen. You're joking about people's lives 
that were just literally tragically ended way too soon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Insane. To so I, I feel you on that. Sorry. I was a little grind my gear segment. No, I liked it. What about you, Oliver? Anything to close with? Yeah, Shohei Otani's uh, fantasy points projection for 2020. Um, I have him in my DH slot right now, and it shows that he's going to average 44.7 points per game. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Um, hey, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely some type of bug because he's projected yeah. 1,073 in our league. But for some reason, the average is 44.7. So maybe they think that's uh, over like so 28 games starts. that he's pitching or yeah. something like that. You know, so I don't, it's just funny sense. to see that his average in my in my batting lineup is 44.7 projections. That, that's all. There's my there's my final take. And Josh, you need to accept my trade so I can get my picks. Thanks. I thought I did that. I certainly did not. Sorry about that. Okay. Do that right now. That's all Fuck she wrote. Coming up, baby. Fuck stick draft coming up. We're gonna get our boy. Uh, we gotta reach out to our baseball guys again and get them back on and talk talk baseball because it's that time of the year where leagues are being activated again. Drafts are weeks away. Our draft is seven weeks away. I'm excited. Josh excited. Mike's excited. Steve excited, even though he's not here. He's already trying to make deals with people. He's, hypothetical teams he's like yo let me get George Springer I know you're gonna take him let me let me get him yo I know you're about to fucking trade for this guy let me get him Steve <laughs> relax dude we don't even have teams yet you bro. want George Springer interesting <laughs> <laughs> he wants George Springer every year and then after the first week he wants to trade him he trades him to James and he gets him back yep. we've all seen that oh, yeah. we've seen it before same shit different day we have to have James on one day. He should be a surprise guest. Yeah. Without telling Steve. I'm down. And then, <laughs> that'd be so funny. Actually. That would be funny. Uh, that's uh, but at the end of the day. So thanks everybody for listening again for whatever reason. Uh, you know, kind of a, a a good episode today. We didn't have Steve, so that made it even better. Um, <laughs> uh, oh god <laughs> he's not gonna what? listen to this it don't matter post wars post wars you, you think i know he, this he, is the test yeah there's no chance he gets it. If, if he does listen he's not gonna listen this far there's no shot so i'm not worried about anything uh, talk shit about his keepers right now this is your moment okay here we go let's actually <laughs> yeah, let's look, no, no no let's look at beebs in the trap <laughs> awful team name by the way um <laughs> his keepers are going to be acuna who's not better than soto uh, agree there. Probably Jose Ramirez and Shane you, Bieber. You think he goes Bieber or Baez? Probably Bieber, right? Bieber. I don't think you would keep Ramirez to be honest. I feel like you'd go Baez over Ramirez. But you just sent me a deal right? for Baez. Yeah, well, they're all dog shit anyway. I don't know Baez in the fourth, the Mookie. Yeah, that sounds awful. It is all. Uh, not enough, in my opinion. But <laughs> okay. But hey, so Steve, Mookie on the table at your, multiple levels. Your team fucking sucks ass. Josh just accepted my trade. No, he accepted the fuck. Josh, that's not the right trade. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for listening again. For whatever reason, shout out to anybody got shout outs. 
Shout out Jake Ruthier. Jake, yeah, Jake Ruthier. Shout out to the Gentiles. Uh, Gentiles. Yeah, sure. Sh- shout him out. Shout out Dave Champlin. Shout out Dave Champlin. Shout, shout out, out to Ryan Yarborough. We okay, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> shout out to J Mac too. Why not? <laughs> J Mac, yeah. All right, boys. Uh, that's gonna be it. We'll be back next week with episode seventy-three. So be on the lookout for that. Go roadie. Go roadie. Go roadie, baby. This has been the, the rookie Xander episode. Or I guess the Yaz episode, right? No, not Yaz. It's 27. No, to be Carlton Fisk was 27. <laughs> also, I haven't been on since winter weekend, but Jim Rice is a dick. <laughs>